Alrighty, we're back. Vinyl on Chrome. I'm Dylan Stone. Now, you know, Paul McCartney has been saying that he's using AI to help create what he calls the Beatles' final record. He told BBC Radio that the technology has been used to extricate John Lennon's voice from an old demo in order to complete an unnamed song. Experts say it's likely to be a 1978 Lennon composition called Now and Then. McCartney said, though, that it'll be released later this year. Quite the little thing with all this AI stuff, I'm going to tell you. But anyway, we'll see what happens. All right, continuing on. Now, in case you don't know it, that a bag is slang for the way of doing something or a kind of lifestyle. It was a popular saying back in the 60s, especially among musicians, who would describe songs as being in an R&B bag or in a doo-wop bag. In this song, James Brown sings about coming up with a new bag, meaning he's a completely different way of approaching music. Inspiring what he heard in church, he punctuated the music on the downbeat, creating his brand new bag. In March of 1965, after a legal battle with King Records, Brown agreed to a new contract with higher royalty rates than previously agreed upon, plus Brown's own publishing company and complete artistic control. Good for Brown. Brown promptly went into a Charlotte, North Carolina studio and cut Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. Here it is for you right now. Here's James Brown, the godfather of soul. Vinyl on Chrome. hard enough to stay ahead of the bills when things are going well, but unexpected events and costs can quickly change your situation. The bills just pile up, and it's hard to see clearly. Allen Marshall and Associates are regulated by the federal government and can work with you and your creditors to make things manageable. There is no cost for a consultation, and you may feel much better simply knowing your options. Every situation is different. Contact us today at wecanhelp.ca. 
Now, Paul Stanley of KISS wrote Detroit Rock City as a tribute to the music scene in that city, but when their producer, Bob Ezrin, heard the demo, he helped him rework the song into something far more complex. Breaking away from the partying-style lyrics that were typical of KISS at the time, they made it a song about a young fan who was killed in a car accident on his way to a KISS concert. A teen tragedy along the lines of the 1960 hit Last Kiss, if you remember that song. The loud driving beat of the music bellies the seriousness of the lyrics. Stanley said on a previous tour, somebody had gotten hit by a car and killed outside the arena. I remember thinking how weird it was that people can be on their way to something that's a party and a celebration of being alive and die in the process of doing it. So basically that became the basis of the lyric. And of course, Paul Stanley sings lead on the track. Here they are. Here's Kiss from Destroyer. This is called Detroit Rock City. Final on Chrome.
Now, when the Bee Gees made songs for the Saturday Night Fever movie in 1977, many of them were about dancing, as the film was centered around a nightclub scene, but most of their hits before and after had to do with matters of the heart. This song came at the end of a phenomenal run of hits for the Bee Gees. It went to number one in America in June of 1979, as disco was facing a backlash. Bee Gees songs had inundated the airwaves over the previous year, not just with their own, but with songs that they wrote for others, like Shadow Dancing for their brother Andy Gibb. Love You Inside Out was the nexus where the sentiment turned against them. Their next song struggled to get airplay and ranked low on the charts. But after the reckoning, they reinvented themselves, writing songs for other artists that were still welcome on the radio. So here's the one that made the turn. Here's the Bee Gees. This is called Love You Inside Out. This is actually from the album Spirits Having Flown. Here's the Bee Gees. Vinyl on Chrome.
Now, Billy Vera talked about the inspiration for this next song when he did a podcast recently. Vera said, I was still living in New York and met a young college girl about 20 years old. We started dating and she told me that she had just broken up with her boyfriend and described what he went through when she gave him the bad news. And it was very descriptive. So I went home and I was impressed by what he must have been feeling. I wrote the first two thirds of the song based on my imagination of what this guy was feeling. And I couldn't finish it. I just couldn't figure out how it ended. Then about nine or 10 months later, when she broke up with me, I got very emotionally involved with her and I knew how the song ended. And that was a famous line that everybody remembers. I'd subtract 20 years from my life. We stayed in touch for a long time. She was just one of those narcissistic girls that liked the idea of somebody mooning over her for years, and, and I did. Here's Billy Vera and the Beaters. This is called At This Moment, Vinyl on Chrome. What did you think I would do at this moment When you're standing before me With tears in your eyes Trying to tell me Found you another, and you just don't love me no more. What did you think I would say at this moment when I'm faced with the knowledge that you? Just don't love me Would you think I would curse you Or say things to hurt you Cause you just don't love me no more Did you think I could hate you Or raise my hands to you Now come on you know If I 
If I could just hold you Again Here we are chugging along, vinyl on chrome still to come. We have some Tom Petty, we have some Toto, also have some Loverboy. It's all just for you, don't you dare miss it. 